Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, 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 my beautiful crazy friends. Aren't we all just a little crazy? Don't we all just have a little crazy in us? Seriously though, speaking of, okay, if you ever need a good laugh, I want you to go to Instagram and follow. Her name is L-I-L-L-Y. That's her handle is Lily, L-I-L-L-Y. But her full name is Lily Singh or Singh. It's like S-I-N-G-H. She's Indian, I believe, and American and a little bit of everything. I don't know. She's hilarious. I love following her. She's so funny, sometimes a little inappropriate, but I just... Love how she embraces her culture, but also embraces her, like her heritage, but also who she is, like the Western and the Eastern all together. I don't know. I just love it all. And she's hilarious. She's so funny. So this feels so good to laugh. Go look her up. Okay. I am going to skip reading a review today because we just got to dive right in. We got some stuff to cover. We got some good stuff to cover. You guys, have you ever worried If you're ruining your kids, I sure as heck have. I have worried about this and I don't worry about it anymore, but I do wonder about it. It's a really interesting distinction. So I'm so excited. I've done some work in this area on kind of making some decisions on how much responsibility I take on for my children's behavior and what I don't take on. And I'm so excited to talk about that to you with you today. Um, everything I'm going to be teaching is an offering. There's no right or wrong here. I really want to emphasize there isn't a right or wrong. There's many different ways to parent. I'm going to show you how I conceptualize this, like how much of my children's actions and abilities to function or their choices and behaviors are that I take on as my responsibility, what I do and don't. And I'm also going to just share with you what I've seen amongst other coaches who are moms and also my clients. And obviously nobody specific. I'm just going to be sharing generalizations of what I see out there and how I do things. And then I want you to think about how you want to do it. And hopefully this will just give you so many ideas and perspective more than anything. I hope this helps you find a release and a little bit of comfort, a little bit of shifting when it comes to this very worrisome question that plagues us sometimes as mothers. When we care about our kids, we take our motherhood seriously. We really want to do a good job. And especially if you've struggled with postpartum depression, right? Um, whether you're in it now or you have in the past, and even if it's not straight up depression, even if it's just like more negativity than you'd like, if you're just in any way, not satisfied with how you're mothering for sure, this question's going to come up. Am I ruining my kids? So like I said, I get the place where this come 
comes from, I thought this once upon a time, I was genuinely worried about it. And I'm excited to empower you with clarity and just ideas and choice on this question. I want to make note that I feel like this question comes from this place of love, but also anxiety or worry or concern. And because that it, because I feel like it comes from that direction, I want to break it down a little bit. I do this with my clients a lot when they bring me a question and it feels kind of frantic and worrisome and very bad, like scary doomsday, worst case scenario, kind of like this one. Am I ruining my kids? It feels very heavy and also kind of buzzy and frantic. So let's break it down. What do we mean by ruining? Let's get clarity. Let's get specific. I looked up ruining in the dictionary to ruin is the physical destruction or disintegration of something or the state of disintegrating or being destroyed. Okay. A state of decay, collapse, or disintegration. Now, maybe you decide, okay, that's not really what I mean. How about permanently damaged or inflict harm or something? So I looked up the definition of damaged, which literally is inflicting physical harm on something so as to impair its value, usefulness, or normal function. Okay. So when you are asking this question, have I damaged my kids? Have I ruined them? What you're really talking about is have I lessened their value, their usefulness, or their ability to function normally? Now, when we ask this question, and I want you to just keep in the back of your mind for the duration of this episode, any worry you have about your kids is always actually a worry about yourself. I know it feels like you're worried about your kids. And I think you are like, we are, we do get worried about our kids, but you wouldn't worry about your kids if you weren't worried about yourself. And I just wanted to point that out because we do mirror or reflect or project our own worries about ourselves onto our kids. And so this is important because even though I'm going to address this question, like I'm going to tell you all my thoughts about, do we actually ruin our kids? Are they impacted by our depression and all that? But the solution to this question isn't actually anything to do with your kids. Even it's really more to do with you being worried about you and you getting help for you. Because if you get help for you, you can for sure help your kids better. True. True. Okay. So that being said, let's talk about this. The underlying question with, did I ruin or damage my kids is should children experience negative emotion as a result of their parents' choices and actions? I'm going to say that again. Should children experience negative emotion as a result of their parents' choices and actions? And maybe sometimes even a lot of negative emotion and sometimes even physical pain. What do you think, right? Like if a mother is not watching her kids and they, they get hurt, do you think that that should happen? Is that allowed? My question is, where does our duty of being a mother end and our humanness outside of our motherhood, just us being an imperfect person begin? Where is there space in our motherhood for our humanness or is there just because we are mothers it doesn't mean we stop being humans, right? Honestly, though, 
I think sometimes the place that this question comes from, I wonder if, if you are asking this question, if you think about this a lot, did I ruin my kids? Have I ruined them? You know, I want you to consider, do you give yourself space to just be imperfect in your motherhood? Even if it means sometimes it affects your kids. We're going to talk more about this, but I just want you to marinate on that. Do you think it's okay that your imperfectness and your humanness impacts your motherhood and maybe like lessens your ability to be a mom? Okay, so are mothers allowed to be humans who have needs and faults, maybe even who have illnesses and sicknesses? Even if those illnesses or needs inconvenience or take away from the education or the overall well-being of their kids. Let me give you an example of this. Okay, let's say a mom gets diagnosed with cancer. It's stage three or four, it's it's serious, and she now needs to go three times a week to the doctor in the hospital. So she decides to pull her kids out of sports. It's too much energy that she genuinely doesn't have to be running them around everywhere. She also has to take the money she was going to spend on those sports and maybe even the new summer clothes she wanted to buy her kids as a good mom, right? She felt like such a good mom. She was going to buy her kids these new clothes. And now she's having to use that or not having to, she's choosing to help keep herself alive. She's choosing to put that money towards her treatments at the hospital. So her kids are going to go without a few things this summer as she helps get this cancer under control. And the kids are understandably sad and bummed. Now two things can happen. And I want you to imagine which one you would be. If this happened to you, how would you handle this? The first situation is the mother is either, she's either apologizing profusely and she feels terrible about it all. Maybe even doesn't get all the treatments that she probably should, according to her doctor, because she wants her kids to get into sports. So she kind of neglects herself to an extent, or maybe even completely depending on the mom, right? In order to still give her, her kids things because she has this underlying belief that my needs should not be a reason they don't have an amazing childhood. And she thinks that their childhood and their experience of her motherhood trumps even her cancer, maybe even some space that she probably could be using for healthcare. Okay. So that's mom a, and then mom B, the reaction is she expresses compassion for their sadness. She maybe even feels sad that they don't get to do the sports. She cries with them. They're all sad together. And they come together in this little family council. And she also, at the same time as being sad with them, she teaches them why she's doing this. She helps them understand what she understands, which is that taking care of herself is going to be the best way she can provide for them and nurture them going forward. It's, it's her doing the best thing for her motherhood and for them and for herself. Sometimes taking care of ourselves, she teaches them, is taking care of others. And sometimes it's just important to take care of yourself, period, for others or not. So I want you to notice, which one would you be? Either way, right? The kids are going to be for sure affected by their mom's humanness. But which one would you be? Are you, if you have postpartum depression, are you thinking that you are such a problem? And how could you be treating your kids this way? And you're holding yourself responsible for this state that you're in. Or are you able to find compassion for yourself? Now, let's be real. If you are in depression right now, it's probably tricky to find compassion for yourself. Self-love probably feels elusive. 
We don't get into postpartum depression because we're talking to ourselves kindly all day. A huge, and I would say the main part of depression is the belief I'm not good enough. I don't do enough. I don't parent well enough. I'm not good enough. And when we think thoughts like that all day, we get depressive. Okay. So isn't it so interesting how with cancer, with this example I shared, we have so much compassion, right? Like people would be rallying together. They might even be doing a crowdfunding thing to get her some money to help her with her treatments. And yet when we have mental health obstacles, we isolate ourselves. We're so quick to be mad at ourselves. We don't want to allow there to be space for our struggles in the midst of our kids. Their needs trump ours. But would we do that if it was cancer? Okay. Just saying, had to get, I'll get off my soapbox. I digress, but coming back to the point, what do you think? Do you think it's meant to happen that a mother's needs might take as a person might take away from or subtract from her motherhood? Is that allowed? Is that okay? Do we resist that? Do we think it's good even? Maybe it's a good thing. And why? I encourage you to really consider that. I'll share with you what I think. Okay. I think the answer here is that of course, a mother's humanness is supposed to be there along with her motherhood. We know this is supposed to happen because it is happening. And the fact stands that mothers, we as mothers, we're humans. Mothers are humans, right? Sometimes we get so scripted in who we are as a mom and we put ourselves in this motherhood box that our humanness just gets suffocated. My also, my personal opinion on this is that I think we do the most damage to our kids when we apologize constantly and feel bad about who we are. And we have shame that we have needs and we wish that they weren't there. And we demonstrate to our kids that our needs are less important than anybody else's. When we aggrandize our children's needs over top of our own, what is that saying to them? Is that playing into the dynamic of our household? and our kids' behavior. This can also create resentment in our relationships and for our kids and for us, a weak sense of self-esteem. The older I get, the more years I'm a parent, the more I realize that the better I teach my kids and show them the example of putting myself first and making space for my humanness, AKA that means having grace with myself when I mess up or when I have needs, taking care of them, even if it means I put my children's needs on hold for a minute or I delegate them to somebody else so that I can take care of my needs. This boosts my self-esteem and it helps them know how to boost theirs. It's the best gift we can give them. And that is take it or leave it. That's my opinion, but that's what I have decided with my experience and that's what's serving me with my children. I like what that's creating. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. The next question or thought on this topic is we have to answer this, right? Are their actions, like are my kids' choices and actions a reflection of my parenting necessarily? Right? Because when we say, am I ruining my kids during my postpartum depression? Am I ruining my kids? Then we have to answer this question. Are their actions a reflection of my parenting? Because if we're ruining them, then our assumption is yes. Their actions are a reflection of my parenting, but maybe they're not. Maybe they are. Let me give you some options here of what I see. And I'll tell you what I do on this, what my stance is. You just get to decide. Okay. So I see two things. The first is I see mothers who are holding themselves accountable for their kids' actions. They are taking full responsibility. What this means is that when their kid does something in public or anything, they make it mean things about them. And they think that everything their kid does is a reflection of them. And so what this leads to is over-controlling and being really picky about what our kids do and don't do. This leads to helicopter mothering. This leads to over-mothering. This leads to anxiety about our kids' behavior. For the kids, it fosters an emphasis on pleasing mom and not actually on thinking for yourself. It fosters an emphasis on keeping rules. And I'm not saying, you know, if you see yourself in this description, I'm not saying your kids aren't thinking for themselves. I'm sure they are, but there's less space for it. I'm saying there's an emphasis on pleasing mom and on doing things how mom would do versus exploring about keeping the rules. There's not as much space to explore boundaries because we're, our moms are hovering right there, making things about them. So basically our moms have an emotional attachment to our actions. This is a very restricted space for kids to explore and test boundaries. And it also, like I said, creates this anxiety about our kids' behavior. Okay. So this was me, you guys, for like three and a half years when my first two kids were little, I was all over this. Like when we were in the mall play place or the water park, you know, where it was specifically in social settings. So you kind of know this is you. If when you're in a social setting, you are so embarrassed if your kids do stuff, like you directly make your kids actions mean things about you personally. And you also kind of believe because you think this, you believe that other parents are also doing that. And the fact is there probably are a lot of parents who there, I know there are a lot of people in the world who are parents or even who are not parents who just think, especially people who are not parents, actually, they just think they are, they misunderstand this. And they think that the kids choices are always a reflection of the parenting. What we know is that sometimes we can parent really well and teach them things very clearly and kids will still choose not to do them. And sometimes when we over attach ourselves to their behavior and we make their behaviors about us, it kind of makes them want to not do what we ask even more. (laughs) 
just to spite us because they're looking for control because we're not giving them that space. So they're trying to create it on their own of their own accord. Okay. And then here's the other thing I see. So that's kind of like option a, and that's what I did for a while, like years, like I said, option B is, and this is what I do now. And this is also what I I've learned to do. And I started to see this as I made more friends with coaches and just have had more experience as a mom. Then there's mothers who don't hold themselves at all responsible for their kids' behaviors. And as backwards as that might seem to our ears, and I'll reconcile it in a minute, but here's what happens. When we don't hold ourselves responsible for our kids' behaviors, we're unattached to their choices, which means when they, let's say we've taught them not to hit their sister and they hit their sister, we don't make it mean that we haven't taught them. We just see it for what it is, which is a child uh, reacting to an emotion and setting aside what we've taught them in favor of what feels the easiest. And that reaction is so satisfying sometimes, right? And so um, we're able, what this means is that we're able to discipline with less emotion. And I have really witnessed this, you guys, in my own motherhood. I went from being outraged, like seriously losing my cookies (laughs) about my kids, quote, misbehaviors to not making it a, I mean, because I was like, oh my gosh, how many times have I told you and you don't listen to me? And and then and I would feel bad like that I had done something wrong and I would make it about me. And so it was so much more painful. And now I just see like, okay, that's fine. He can react to his emotions, but I draw the line at hitting other people. That's not safe in my house. I want my people to feel safe. I want them to be safe. So we're going to have a consequence. And so instead of like, yelling him to timeout. I just gently like take his hand and I'm calm and I put him in timeout and he knows, and he fights so much less because he knows. And because I'm calm and the only way I'm able to be calm is because I understand and I'm choosing to believe, and you can totally not, um, choose to believe this. It's optional for sure. Um, but I choose to believe that his actions are about him and not about me. As long as I feel like I've taught him, right. We can't just like not teach our kids anything and then be like, oh, well, it's just there. They should just know, right? But as long as we've done our part of teaching and nurturing and laying out, here's what you can do, can't do. Here's the consequences in this house. Like, yeah, for sure. After that, it's up to them if they're going to listen or not. So I've noticed um, when I do this now, I have more space for compassion. So when moms are unattached to their kids' choices, when they're, when we're not taking responsibility for their choices and making all their behaviors, especially in social settings, right about us, we are so much more compassionate in those social settings too. And instead of asking why, why do you do this? Right. Or how can you do this? How is this even happening? How did this happen? Why? It's like, instead of that, we actually get curious because we're not emotionally attached and we're not making their behavior about us. We actually get curious. And so we find answers and solutions really quickly. Like your brain, when it's not filled with negative emotion, because you're making your kids choices and actions about you and it's, and it's painful, right? When we're not doing that, our brain is so good at finding solutions so quickly. We can get into that mother instinct and we can see what our kids need and we can, and we can, um, course correct and find the holes in what we've taught them and see what they need reinforced and teach it again. But when we're, when we are attached emotionally, we are for sure just in the emotion. And so we're not able to actually, um, solve the root issue or even identify it. Okay. This also gives kids more room and experience to 
grow on their own. It fosters a sense of independence and places an emphasis on personal choice and accountability. I have for sure seen this running a business is the best thing that ever happened to my motherhood. 100%. And I'm not saying you need to run a business in order to like get your motherhood to where you want it, but I'll tell you why that's been the case for me. Um, it's again, it's not the business necessarily. It's because when I started a business, what I started doing is I stopped over parenting my kids. I stopped finagling about every little thing they did. I stopped making it about me for some reason, having an outlet for myself as a human and learning how to have grace and kindness with myself as a business owner and doing a lot of work on that over the last 18 months, I've been able to release myself of the responsibility from my kids' behaviors past the point of me teaching them. Right. And, um, and so I've shifted that responsibility to focusing on me and how I show up as a mom. Okay. So there is responsibility. I'm not like just free floating, not responsible at all. I don't care. It's not that you don't care. I love a lot and I care a lot. And I'm very, I'm, I'm actually more responsible than I've ever been for myself and how I show up, but I don't hold myself responsible for my kids and their choices. That's on them. And what I love about this is because I'm not picking up the responsibility for their stuff and putting it on my plate, I feel lighter in my motherhood and more able to help them. And I also show them how they're responsible, which I know is helping them to on the road to adulthood. So you may be thinking, but what if we aren't responsible for our, like, if we're not responsible for our kids' feelings, then what are we even doing as moms? Like if we don't claim responsibility for how our kids turn out, then what are we doing in motherhood? Why are we even moms? Okay. So the first thought I have to share, it's very understandable, very, very logical thought process. The first thing is we are being responsible for ourselves and we are modeling responsibility for one's self to our kids. The second thing is we are responsible, right? We're just not responsible for our kids' choices, but we are being very responsible for nurturing our children. That is the family. So if you're a member of the church, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or even if you're not, if you're just like you know, a good Christian woman or trying to be or something like that. The family of proclamation to the world is a guiding document in my specific church. And it asks us, and it declares that the response, the primary responsibility of mothers is to nurture the children, um, in your motherhood, not as a person. We're not, we're not limiting women to just nurturing children. That's not what it's saying, but it's saying when you're a mom of kids, what we're asking you to do as a mother in your mother, when you wear your motherhood hat, your most important responsibility is nurturing the children. It does not say be responsible for your kids' choices in all things. Okay. The prophet and the apostles do not ask us to do that. It says mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. It doesn't say mothers are primarily responsible for how their kids turn out. Right. Okay. So hopefully this has given you a lot to think about to kind of wind down this episode, I want to give you some thoughts that I kind of think, and also just some additional perspectives. So if you want peace regarding this question, am I ruining my kids from postpartum depression? First of all, I am with you. I remember the really dark days, you guys, when my own behavior towards my kids felt out of control. I felt disgusted by myself. I felt 
I think the overwhelming emotion I worked from usually in those quiet moments when I had, when I was honest with myself was devastation. I was devastated. And honestly, you guys, sometimes when my kid does stuff or I, I act on old habits, I do still feel devastated that postpartum depression had to be a part of my family. Like I'm not, I'm that I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Sometimes that creeps up on me, but the following thoughts are something that's helped me. And again, this isn't like, we'll just think happy thoughts so we don't feel bad and we'll just lie to ourselves. It's like, no. And again, with all of this, you can decide that maybe it is a bad thing that you have depression. Maybe you want to decide it's scary and it's heavy and it's bad and we need to get rid of it. And it's hard for our kids. And if that's you, like for sure, come find me. But there's a difference between, um, Hey, like, I don't feel like this is serving my family and I want to do something about it versus being in it and being worried that it's ruining our kids and also not doing anything about it. And then the worry about your kids is actually just making everything worse and it's not even solving anything. So get tools, get coaching. I'm going to tell you more about how to do that with me in a minute, but here are some things you can do or perspectives to consider. Okay. The first thing is if you are holding your parents responsible for how you turned out, then it's likely that you're holding yourself responsible for how your kids turn out. And I'm not going to fault you for this or tell you that you shouldn't be doing that. It's a choice for sure. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's what I ultimately believe. I ultimately believe that after you're an adult... After your brain is fully developed, so we're looking at like 21 years old and above, right? Drinking age. You are free to become whoever you want to. And the hold or the influence that your parents have on you once you're 21, an adult human with a fully developed brain is up to you. It's not set in stone. And the way that our parents affect us going forward is through the thoughts that we think about them and about us and our past and our memories. Okay. So, um, here's an example of this. Let's say you hate how frugal you are and you really want to change this. Let's say you remember your parents being so frugal and you remember how unfun it was (laughs) as a kid to have parents who are really frugal and you don't want that for your kids. And so you're like, I want to change this, but Sometimes 
when you try to change it, you get frustrated and discouraged because you just have a hard time loosening up your wallet. And you sometimes find yourself saying no to your kids and being like, no, that's too expensive or whatever it is. And when you get frustrated about this, cause you do want to change it, but you feel like you haven't been able to, you look back and you're like, well, it's cause my parents, it's cause they were always like that. Like, of course I'm like this. There's nothing wrong with that. But as long as you believe that the way you are is because of your parents, which could be true, it's also disempowering you to change it. And so I like to help my clients focus a lot on the possibility of who they want to be, really get clear with that and envision it. Maybe it's just one specific thing, or maybe it's a lot of things, depending on what you think of how your parents did and and parts of you that you like or don't like. But what I know is that when you hold your parents responsible and when you blame them for how you are, It's easy to blame yourself for how your kids are. And really blame is just shifting responsibility. And once we are an adult, we really can be free from our parents' um, habits and the way that things taught us if we don't like it. And this is true for your kids too. So that hopefully that's comforting as well. I want you to consider that even if it's true that you're somehow like messing them up or, you know, passing on some unhealthy habits that might not serve them. First of all, you survived with those habits. So how bad can they be? But second of all, if you decide they really are that bad, two things, one coaching is always a possibility and neuroplasticity. The brain truly can be rewired. It takes, there's an art to it. That's what the art of coaching is, but it's possible for sure. Neuroplasticity is alive and well, it's real. Second thing is that the atonement of Jesus Christ covers all of our weakness. Maybe you kind of logically believe this, but you forget it sometimes. That's me basically to a T. And so I just wanted to remind you that the atonement of Jesus Christ really does. It's like a sponge and it soaks up everything that you wish wasn't part of your parenting ultimately through the savior, Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he already gave to the world. When he took upon himself, not just our sins, but our pains and our imperfections, anything less than perfect, right? The grace that he offers you can be infused into your parenting as you learn to take it from him and give it to yourself. And your kids also have access to that same grace. Okay. I wanted to share an example. I know if you're worried about your kids truly like being messed up, Um, I, I have a parent who made some choices that, um, affected me in a negative way. And it ended ended up, it ended up like, because of his choices, um, my parents were divorced and we, we moved eventually. Um, he was not in my home for about three years during high school. He was kind of on and off in the home. And what was beautiful about this. And and the, the reason I want to share this is because first of all, two things, one, the atonement has healed my dad. I'll just say, right. This parent. And then two, so he, he's overcome all of his past mistakes and he's able to stand in clean standing before God and just be living a life that is what he originally wanted. And then the second way that this is beautiful is, um, during that time, I truly noticed, I didn't really see it till later, but I did notice how, um, God worked to give me what I needed despite my dad's choices. 
And it was so amazing. Like the, the men that were placed in my life during that time, like my bet, my, my, my couple, two best friends, their dads just happened to be really strong leaders. And I was able to get priesthood blessings from my neighbor, the Johnsons. Like it was just so cool how, um, God really does not leave us wanting just because our parents are humans that have weaknesses and make mistakes and have mental illnesses or physical diseases. Um, so just because you're a parent doesn't mean that you have to completely, you know, be perfect for your kids. And in fact, like I said, I think the imperfection in our, in our personhood, as we allow that to be a part of our motherhood, because it is, I mean, that like, we're not just mothers. We're not robots. We're human beings. We're people. We have imperfections. We have our own difficulties while we're simultaneously bringing up children. Of course, it's meant to be this way where we are less than perfect when we have less than perfect energy or interest in playing with our kids or even interest in parenting at all. I think this is supposed to happen and it doesn't always have to be you. You can delegate your motherhood sometimes, you know, and actually there was a part, a point in my postpartum depression when I decided that the best thing for my kids, my oldest son, actually, cause I had a newborn baby and then my older toddler and they were only 19 months apart, 19 and a half, I think months apart. And I decided that the best thing for that toddler, because I just wanted to throw him against the wall and like <laughs> my depression, I just had like icky scary feelings and images. I just decided the best thing for him was to, um, have him babysat a lot and kind of pass him around to the ladies in the ward for a couple weeks when I was really in the thick of it until my medicine kicked in. Unfortunately, I hadn't found coaching at that time, but gratefully my meds did work that time. They didn't the second time. Um, so it's not a solution I recommend to lean on, but yeah. Um, and so just remember too, like just you isn't your only option. If you really don't like how you're being, first of all, come see me and get tools. We'll talk about that, but also you can delegate. Okay. So this is where my coaching comes in. If you decide you don't, you're not okay with how you're treating your kids, whether it's because you're in depression postpartum or whether it's just because you want something more and you're not satisfied, you want better, you want to be better. You want better for them, whatever it is. That's where my coaching comes in. Sure, you can't do anything about the fact that you are where you are or you've been where you've been, but you can do something about how you handle it and how your kids see you handling it moving forward. My coaching helps mothers first know how to love themselves and their humanness, right? How good would that feel, you guys, to stop worrying about your kids and start caring for yourself and having so much more to give to your kids, to find yourself again. My coaching program helps moms to reframe their past and to heal, to let go of trauma. Like this literally has happened. I'm not even just saying this. Like I have testimonials on my website, lizzielangston.com forward slash testimonials, um, helps people, um, heal from trauma and memories that are haunting and reframe their past in a way that helps them to be who they want to be going forward. I really feel like what I do is I deconstruct depression literally like one layer at a time, we neutralize the negativity. And once we go from negative to neutral, it's so much easier to go to positive. Um, and that's not necessarily the goal. Sometimes it's okay to be negative. Sometimes it's okay to be, just be neutral. 
Um, but what I find is that as I help my clients neutralize the negativity in their brain, um, through a ton of different techniques I have, and as I teach them how to do that for themselves and I help them do it, oftentimes they have a complete 180. And I have moms go from anxious and depressive and really down on themselves and their motherhood all the way to finally enrolling for that class that they wanted to take that they kept putting off or they just never had the energy to actually do or the self-care to make that a priority um, and getting out there and doing their work in the world outside of the home. So that's kind of the journey that I've been on from my depression all the way to now. And that's truly what I help my clients do. I help take the sting and the power. My program does help take the sting out and the power out of um, anxiety and just help you be willing to feel it and stop resisting it. And then it's just really not a problem. It's so crazy. You guys, it's so counterintuitive, but that's truly how it is. So if you'd like to have more control over how you are as a mom, and also if you'd like to make more space for your humanness in your motherhood and have more grace with yourself, if you'd like to reclaim your work on yourself and not feel so lost, right? If you'd like to model to your kids, all the things your mom didn't model to you, I am the person, my program is the program and now is the time. So I invite you to book a consult with me. Um, you can just do that at lizzylangston.com forward slash consults, or just go to my website, lizzylangston.com and there's buttons everywhere to book a consult. And you can also just drop me a line. Just email me at lizlangstoncoaching at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Like all of these are ways to get a hold of me, right? If you're ready to book the consult, like if you want to, if you're really interested in the program and you want to do it, just seriously book the consult. Um, if you just are a little bit curious and have some questions or something like if you want to talk about pricing and like, that's the only thing left that you need to know before you just do it. Cause you just really want to book the consult. If you're just like feeling nervous, you don't know if it's a good fit. You like, you're not sure that's when you might want to just reach out to me personally and we can talk about it. So no big deal. I'm super approachable. Um, I love you guys. I honor you. I think that mothers are amazing because humans are amazing. And I truly do believe that no matter what Jesus Christ has got our backs. And so what I really want for you is to, for you to learn how to have grace with yourself. It will feel so good. You will be a different mother, a different person, which then of course would make you a different mother. So, um, I'd love to help you get some time and attention focused on you, it's like spring cleaning, you know, for May, April, May, which is where we are right now. Um, so yeah, go ahead and book a consult. I will talk to you there. Last but not least, I am teaching my most popular topic on processing emotions instead of reacting to them this coming Thursday. So it was going to be, uh, today, Thursday, May 14th, but now it's going to be next week, May 21st. So the link to register for that, it's a webinar you have to register is going to be in the show notes here. It's also on my Instagram profile at Lizzie Langston. And for sure, I will see you guys there. I'm so excited to teach that it's changed my freaking life. If you want to hear me talk more about it or read more about it, just go register for it. And there's a little bit of script there. And also on my Instagram, I've been talking about it. All right. Until next week, you guys. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults where we go over what's not working your vision for the future of your motherhood, and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash 
Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the console. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.